Well, good morning, everybody. Number one. Good morning. Number one. Greetings and salutations. Yeah, yeah. I'm Louie. And I'm D-Matt. And I'm Sean. All right. We are the wise men. Bro. Before we get started with our awesome episode eight of... Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> God bless. I totally forgot. My brain is fried from this stupid shit we've been doing with this. We had morning. some issues, technical issues this morning. Yeah. But, uh, the, the whatever spirits, demons, entities, <laughs> or spirits, part of Skinwalker Ranch has invaded our studio and won't let us. I think they fried some of our equipment. So God dang you. Yeah, the magnetic Navajo. fields. We'll get into that later. Actually, it's not, it, wasn't the, it was the Navajo, wasn't it? Well, the Navajo, the Skinwalker is a Navajo curse. Okay, yeah, we'll get we'll, placed on the youth we'll, we'll, for being we'll, d bags. Perfect. Yeah, we'll get into it. Actual d bags, not demet bags. Yeah, I don't have much history, like native history, oh, right. on this stuff. I got but, that. That's, but, that's, okay. that's your specialty. Yeah, um, I enjoyed that. But so follow us on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, especially. We're on Minds. We're on Buzzsprout. Right. Yeah, Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout. Go to our website. Yeah. Check us uh, out. Leave us a review. We have like three or four reviews on the Apple podcast. Did mm-hmm. you know that? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. 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 Maybe we'll read those at the end of this. But Skinwalker Ranch, episode eight. Can you believe we're eight episodes in? Eight episodes in, man. I love it. So much fun. I know. I know. And now we're back to like our original with uh, no headphones. Oh yeah, our headphones I know. Are fucked right it's now. A little so weird. If we sound weird, we apologize because yeah. we can't hear ourselves. Yeah, we need to go to the garage again. Yeah, you get what you get. But yeah, so we're gonna talk about Skinwalker Ranch. This is um, this is a, a interesting one. It's filled with different kinds of mysteries, and it uh, you know there's been a lot of reportings of UFO, paranormal, and uh, just crazy stuff that uh, takes place in this this one. I don't know if it's if it's specifically this one area of Utah, but I do know that the Skinwalker Ranch is located in the Uinta Basin Mm -hmm. um, and that there's a huge history with um, UFO sightings and paranormal activity going on, specifically Skinwalker Ranch is why we're going to talk about it. But um, All throughout the Uinta Basin, though. Yeah, all throughout. And UFO um, Alley. Skinwalker Ranch is located on the east side of Utah, Right, yeah, just southeast. right on the edge of was it Colorado, right there, southeast by the uh, four southeast, corners. yeah. And there's a river that runs for, runs yes. through there. It's actually got like really good vegetation for uh, a desert type habitat, as but, well as um, a man-made uh, a man-made lake as yeah. well. I don't know. What do you guys got about history of this place? Got any any native history or anything? So the big thing for native history is. In that area, uh, it was known the Navajo tribes lived in that area, but also the Native American tribe called the Utes lived in that area. The what? Utes. Utes. Two Utes. What's a Ute? Oh, I'm sorry. Utes. (laughs) (laughs) Great. One of the greatest movies ever, by the way, if you haven't watched it. I have no idea what you're talking about. Sorry. My cousin. We'll get listen. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Young, dude. Come on. (laughs) So the Ute tribe lived in this area and way back during our Western expansion of the United States, the Utes were kind of in cahoots, if you will, with the U.S. government. They would capture and sell 
Indians into slavery to the U.S. government, other tribes. So they would capture Navajo and and the, right the the other tribes who were in that area. They would sell them to the U.S. government. This wasn't even really that long ago, like eighteen eighty two, eighteen eighties. That's like it. That's all it was. Is this like sacred land? Is this is this like something? No, how like their land? You know, you know how like in South Florida we have the Seminole tribe down right. there. So they, I don't know that it's. I couldn't find anything that said it was specifically sacred land so much as it was cursed land because yeah. the Ute tribe lived in this area. The Navajos got so pissed at that they were doing this that they cursed them. Um, it's called the curse of the skinwalker. They cursed them to that area. Mm-hmm. And one of the, so the skinwalker is something that goes way back in Navajo tradition, actually all over the world. Navajo tradition. There's the Algonquins had their version of skinwalkers. Africa has skinwalkers. Um, it's shifters, right? Right. They were right. shapeshifters. So Africa, they have like leopard shifters in, in Egypt. There's the hyena shifters. Um, Japan has their own version of shifters. Uh, werewolves is like the European version that we know the most, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So they curse them to have shifters and, and the, but the, the skinwalkers themselves are always known to be malevolent creatures. And one of the things it was hard to find any like real deep info on this stuff because the Navajo tribes, they don't like, they don't like talking about this. Like it's even like, even talking about it is inviting it to show up. Right. Yeah. yeah. They don't want to fuck right. with this. They don't want to fuck with yeah, this. They, because, there's a reason why they put the yeah. curse there because they're like, I want these guys to know that we are mad at them for a <laughs> very long time. Oh, I got and some. We don't talk about it. No, no. I got, I got some <laughs> weird stories here, personal stories that I've uh, gotten oh, from yeah. just inv- private investigative reporters that. Right. Uh, and were, that's and that's most of what you get is like this legend exists. We don't talk about it. Yeah. But here's some experiences that people have had and they attribute it to this legend. Right. And it's is, like, is most of the information they. It's like it's uh, intelligent, doesn't want to get caught. Well, if Weird. it's if it's an actual thing. And so the skinwalkers, the way that I was able to find like skinwalkers specifically, not just shifters. What I was able to find on skinwalkers was that they were like shaman or like maybe a spir- spiritualist of, of, of tribes or whatever, but what? like the opposite of like a medicine man. Like they right. weren't, they, they weren't, they weren't the good guy inside. They won't win, but they, they, they have reached a certain level of like mystical prowess mm-hmm. that they then were able to shift into a creature of their choice. Um, some have it as being like a crow and, you know, you see a crow out, the the legend is is like a crow is a bad omen, right? Or raven. 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 Sorry. Raven's a bad omen. Um if you see, you know, certain other creatures are, are bad omens. So they can shift into the creature of their choice, essentially. Right. And that it's it's bad luck or bad fucking mojo, juju, whatever you yeah. so like for anyone else, like to typically if you're wearing the skin of an animal, it's supposed to be like bad luck and probably it's more than just like the skin like because they still had to make clothes and shit but, like if you're wearing a fucking wolf's head around and shit it was supposed to be oh like bad juju kind of deal yeah yeah there's definitely a lot of weird shit going on there there's uh, like i think there's more i don't know i think there's more paranormal than like structural ufo 
you know, related I, incidents. There's, I think uh, since they, I've dug into this, I've only really found, see, and, I, and what I'm saying, you know, it, like I consider like, you know, us in the UFO world, like we, we either, we can see a structure, we can see like a light, an orb, we could see some different colored lights, right? Things like that. And I think like those lights is more of like the paranormal, uh, interdimensional type yes. stuff. So, you know, I, I don't know what the structural stuff is. I, I can't even fathom that, that kind of technology, which will, well, we have that kind of idea with, you know, stories of like Bob Lazar, which mm-hmm. it's funny because the people that investigated and were related in um, Skinwalker, you know, in the times of the 1980s, you know, 1990s. And I think it was up till 2005, they actually cut um, uh, investigations on this property. But it's just a lot of crazy stuff, man. And we're going to get into it. Um, we covered a little bit of the background and stuff, uh, a little bit what a skinwalker is, shapeshifter, uh, kind of like a, I don't know, what would you call it, like a legend, like a... a mythological, it's, it's, it's legend. I mean, it's been around for a while. And as we know through, yeah. throughout most history, like shit doesn't, like people don't just make shit up, right? Like no, yeah. some, something happened that so, caused people to, yeah. to then. So especially when you have something that's very consistent across the world, like things like Wendigo and shapeshifters and mm-hmm. creature embodiments, like that's not something that's stories that people from complete opposite parts of the world are still having these same exact Experience. stories yeah. or very, very, very similar it's way so, too similar to so, not be. So it's it's legend. I would say it's probably more legend than than mythical necessarily, right? Like right. It, it either existed, but it's it's been passed down forever, and people are still experiencing things that they attribute it to. So I mean, it definitely caught the attention of the government, and that's what we're gonna like hit mainly today. Is that this Skinwalker Ranch? Ooh, Christy, uh, how do you say his name? Acronaldo. Chris Dinian. We just Chris gotta Dinian. chat everybody. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's just a bot <laughs> it's okay yes. you suck we're gonna edit this out anyways uh, nah I don't know but if it's not a bot we digging into Skinwalker Ranch you know like we all like the agency official story you know when we start to hear about like CIA FBI government agencies getting involved it kind of like catches our attention even more right because it's more of an authority with power that is investigating this stuff um what I've come across is uh there was a guy Robert Bigelow and uh, he started a NIDS program in the 80s and the NIDS program is the national national institute of discovery science uh Bigelow he's just a kind of like a he's like a Tony Stark me you know he's a rich guy he likes to spend his money how he does and and he just loves this ufo uh stuff and (laughs) he uh you know he he spent his money to try and get more of a better understanding and, and and you know just investigating uh these stories that were taking place not only in utah but you know he's also spent his money in other places he's had relations with bob lazar he's had relations with Jacques valet which we'll talk about later by relations do you mean that's inappropriate okay i'm just well what what's the other word the accomplice or uh what is i don't know associate he's associated he was there we go he was utilizing relations sorry he was Um, utilizing (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh man, we do a lot yeah. of movie references now that I think about it. Like, I there's know. a lot of them. Um, but the government did aid these programs and they, they helped fund these programs. Not only, you know, did Bigelow do it, but, um, definitely the NIDS was funded and there's other private agencies that got involved in trying to cover the stories with Skinwalker Ranch. Um, the NIDS program was not only created, you know, like not only created, I'm not going to say that, but not only used for, you know, UFO discoveries and things like that, but they were, they were not, they were kind of created more for the, uh, level of consciousness discoveries, you know, like this, I don't know, spiritual type stuff or, you know, how, how conscious works, you know, and dimensions and things like that, which I need to go back and watch that movie. That also leads me like the fact that they were into that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, it, so I was trying to find out, remember that conversation we had about DMT the other day and yes. we listened to that other podcast. Yeah, they, this is the type of discoveries that they wanted to try and excel I, in. And like, but I could not further. find anywhere where they were just like, if all this paranormal shit's going on, cause I know they did bring, I listened to an interview. Um, fuck, what's that guy's name? The, the reporter that, they went there, wrote the book. Okay, so there's, uh, there's what's his name? There's uh, George Knapp. George Knapp. Okay. George Knapp. So, so I listened to an interview with him. Yes. Um, he did a radio interview, and he was talking about that they did bring a, I don't know, psych. I don't know if psychic's the right word, like a, a spiritual, like yogi yeah, 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 kind yeah. of dude. Mm-hmm. They brought him to Skimwalker Ranch to like check it out. See do some kind of energy, you know? Yeah. Hey, what's the energy? He he did some like some tantric shit or whatever on site. I guess he may felt a presence fucking freaked out, left, never came back. Wouldn't talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. No. And like, I totally believe it. So like with the conversation we were having about the other day about DMT and how it lets you unlock the, like we're, we we can only experience our, our four dimensions. Right. Yeah. And well, there's three before is time. Fourth dimension is time. So we can experience those four. Um, but like we like there's ten other dimensions or six other dimensions. What do they say? A, a total of twelve or something like it's that? It's ten. Where is it ten? Twelve? I think it's eleven. I think it's, I think it's 11 okay. Dimensions. Anyway. <laughs> and you can speculate out into twelve and right. So several yeah. other dimensions that that are that theoretically exist around us um but like the dmt allows you to see either those other spectrums that we can't experience right that we can't even interact with we don't know they're there right um like has did they ever do any like kind of research that because dmt research has been going on for a while yeah like right now it's pretty hot and heavy because they're using a lot for like therapies for ptsd and and other things like that like they're trying to develop stuff like that, but Bro, imagine a imagine a DMT drip. Yeah, I mean, just, I can see it. just a. But what I'm trying to say is, like, if they if they did something like the DMT experiment there, like, what might they what might they see? Because people are about half the people that are on DMT already experience like seeing other creatures, other entities, right? None of them are. I mean, some of them are scary as fuck, but I don't know that any of them ever like. Or like trying to harm you, kind of yeah. deal, right? right? But 
like there's gi- something like that spiders yeah. like goblins dwarf elf looking shit like robotic shit like that yeah but the main thing that's been common with a lot of people's experiences is not only like you spoke of but design and they see these things as like uh like what are those all right so the best thing i can compare this to is if everyone remembers if you're at least somewhat 25 years old and older you would you know like those little telescopes you look through and it's like it looks like you're looking in a diamond and it's just crazy kaleidoscope Kaleidoscope. okay thank you sweet sorry couldn't think of that i love anyways yeah and a lot of people have trips where they would go into this is where they think they're going into these inner dimensions yet it's all completed with like perfect design and who knows like you know when we look at the cell structure like it's at perfect design like there's even like little things that look like little dump trucks that collect things and then move it to a protoplasm and then you know move it somewhere else you know i'm not gonna you got little dump trucks in your body you know yeah i'm just saying like like it's 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 somewhat of like an intelligent design you know this entire universe and stuff but um we definitely covered the dmt we did it's uh the other day Mean, no, right now, oh, yeah. right now, yeah. and the other day we that podcast we were checking in on yeah. and everything was uh, oh, yeah. So I th- I think with that like that, that that could be something that could be researched there that would be awesome. Just you know tying it into the pretty the, much everything the, the ranch yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. well the ranch specifically right right because there is things there that like you were saying the intelligent design of 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 things that that exists right that the dm trip dmt trips allow you to see these other things yeah it like on the ranch like a lot of the things that people experience they they're weird but they don't seem like they're just coincidence right they seem like intentional by right it doesn't and, and like, whatever it is like it's an, intelligent, like an intelligent being or an intelligent right. entity what right. other right. what other kind of experiences like have they had oh I've dude well so george nat right we, we we talked about him George Knapp was. How about you go right into the the Sherman family, like all right, by so, the ranch. So the Sherman family, okay. Sherman family was a we're starting religious out. family, and ninety four. Um, they were very to themselves. Um, you know, didn't talk to much people. You know, very to themselves, very humble family, if you want per se or whatever. And ranchers, and ranchers, yeah. Um, now Bigelow owned the property, but. Not yet. Not yet. No. Okay. Ninety four to ninety six. It was uh, Terry and Glenn. Oh, sure. This is, so Bigelow got Glenn. into got sorry, interested Terry. because of this family. That's Terry. right. That's right. So this family was basically like the the takeoff of this area, right? You'd per se, like like the thing that created all the stories to kind of get this thing. Oh like, yeah, they're government involved. Their experiences are what brought attention to this area. The right. most publicized, right. maybe not the most active, maybe not the most activity because there wasn't a whole lot of right. stuff all the way back into like the sixties and seventies of uh, reportings and stuff. But this is from 94 to 96 is basically the most publicity that the area got. I yeah. mean, yeah. So some incidences, and when I when you, when you look at the incidences, like you could see, like it's a lot of paranormal stuff. I mean, when we're talking about you know like um, a family, you know, um, being so terrified by the things that were happening um, on their ranch that they they'd end up sleeping in the same room together. They'd end up 
you know, putting their floors on the, their bed on the floors and, and, and staying together as a family. Um, there was, um, a shower incident where the wife was, um, she, she did her hair, whatever, you know, after the shower, put her comb down, look to the right, look to the left, comb was gone. You know, things like that. There, uh, are some other incidences, um, with seeing, you know, like humanoid shapes, um, hearing, um, like people were walking around outside and seeing some sort Thank of you, shadows Brittany. kind of walking by. <laughs> Brittany was on there. She oh, gave us a like. Um, nice. Thanks, babe. Um, I don't think it was your Brittany. Oh, no? No, probably not. Whatever. Anyway, so there was seeing the humanoids and shapes and stuff. Um, there was an incident where uh, Mr. What's his last name again? Shermer? Sherman. Sherman. He was outside um, doing yard work, and he's digging with a post hole digger, and he's trying to, you know, get a fence together outside. He uh, leaves the post hole digger, you know, in the ground, you know, as he goes and does another task or whatever comes back. Post hole digger's gone. I remember this. So that wasn't. So it wasn't just like a pair of post hole diggers. It was an a freaking auger. It was a hole like 70 pound auger yeah so so not a light piece of equipment like industrial type right mm -hmm. so um and you know it was gone for a few weeks and then found in a tr in their tree you know Wait. balanced in their tree like what, what? <laughs> was, say what it was suspended 20 feet off the ground and tied up in a tree yeah there was um another incident um uh the wife came home after, uh, you know, a day of work, goes out, goes grocery shopping, comes home, leaves the, you know, as she's sorting the groceries in the cupboards and stuff like that. Um, she finishes, uh, she goes to the bathroom, comes out of the bathroom and all of the groceries that she had sorted and put away were put back into the bags and laid out, you know, like in the kitchen. Um, there not only was was that there was you know cow mutilations um you know incidences where family would be out tagging calf right normal procedure they'd go they'd walk about to go do another task or something and 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 this incident specifically you know um mr sherman he walked away and um all of a sudden heard his cow uh, in distress, walk you know doing semicircles, and, and, and you know kind of like a yelping, crying type sound that the cow made. Um, and this cow had just kind of given birth and was nurturing to you know her baby. And um, when the when the uh, farmer went over, a rancher, and uh, was checking out what was going on the baby calf was completely mutilated where only basically the edges of the hands and the head were, were the only thing intact that everything else was like precisionly, uh, you know, removed. surgically removed, cauterized. Now and... remember this was the time where I, th I believe NIDS was a part of this or not. Yeah. Maybe NIDS wasn't, but no, at this... least this was investigated by, um, Metal, what do you call them? Metallologists or so whatever. At, People that like, you know, examine cuts with metal, you know, cervical, uh, surgical blades and things like that. So they actually. Forensic scientists. Yeah, that, that the stories that they found, 
you know, pieces of metal, not only in the calf, but that the cuts were with scissors. So you're talking about and sur- surgically done, not with lasers, but with you. metallurgist. Yeah, metallurgist. Um, yeah. So yeah. that yeah. instance was towards the end of Terry and Gwen's uh, ownership of the property when Nids was starting to move in. So that was ninety five, ninety six. Um, yeah, and they had found this thing completely drained of blood, no blood anywhere around it. Right, like no blood marks. Like when you when you're analyzing the scene, you know, you're looking blood. for like points of entry, points of ec. You know, they couldn't find exit, blood. You know, things like that. They couldn't wring the tissue and get blood out of the tissue. Mm-hmm. So that was another like super super weird thing. Like even if you have a rotten piece of meat that's been laying out, you can still get some blood or myosin out of it at some point. They couldn't get anything, nothing at all. There was no blood on their hand, nothing. Like they just, there was nothing. And it was just the snout, like the lips were were taken off, the 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 ears, the eyes, and then cut all around. Jeez, I need to get closer to the mic. Cut all around, um, much like a butcher who is quartering up. Yeah. Basically, everything that, that is important to a butcher, he took. Something like that. Like, and the spine and the bones were the only thing that were, like, basically left. Yeah, all of the all of the internal organs. Well, most of the internal organs were taken out. The liver, the spleen, um, the heart were gone out of this animal. The, um, the anus had been cored like hunters do. <laughs> All right, cord. Yeah, yeah. Every Friday night, baby. <laughs> yeah, but the, but when we talk like that American Horror Story episode, you ever see that one? No, I don't. Oh watch show. God, it is brutal, and it makes me feel bad about myself. And when we talk about these things, like this happened like very quick. This yeah. happens while the rancher was within the premises, yeah, less than twenty minutes. Okay, like yeah. he was in visual sight of his cow in distress. He went over there, and then this is where he examined this stuff. Right. So that that quickness that brings up another thing. So a lot of the the incidences that happen, like the the comb that went missing, the groceries getting put back in bags, back on the counter, mm-hmm. right? The post, the auger that went missing. I mean that like he he was digging holes, went to get some water, maybe some snacks, come yeah. back, it's gone, right? Right. Um. Like all these things that that cow. There's another incident with the the bulls. They got put oh my god into the container. Yeah, that shit's impossible. Yeah. Like, so real whoa, quick whoa. about about that incident. So not only you know were they four bulls that were huge, but they were um, what are they? Huh? They are they were s- uh, seminal cattle. Which they were like a rare breed, very expensive. Um, when you're a rancher, like you're dependent on these animals. Um, you know, you keep them away from you know the other cows and stuff, <clears throat> and you you breed them a different way. You breed them a, a, a more stronger way, so you can get some you know fattier way, get more money out of them in in the long run. Um, this incident, um, you know, rancher and his wife, family, whatever they. They have these cows in a corral, 
where they can roam free. If you guys don't know what a corral is, it's just basically those metal gates that you see on a ranch or something. They they keep the cows in a certain area. Um, there was a shed or a what was it, a shed or a conix box within that premises inside the corral, right? I'm a hundred percent. I'm just gonna say it's a shed. But this, what had happened was, is the family left, and when they came back, the cows were gone. And you know, not only was this a panic for the owner, but you know, this guy didn't know where his cows was. He, he and, and this is on top of everything that, that's been going on. Right, that would have crushed their business. That would have crushed their business. And what you know, as he's looking around, kind of going going around trying to figure out what the heck is going on, he realizes that the the cattle are inside the shed in which the shed was locked. Okay. And I don't know if you know anything. Not just locked, but it was wired shut. Wired shut. And, and, you know, I don't know if you guys know anything about cows, and especially those type of cattle. You cannot keep them in a close compartment like that. You know, they're they're not... They're not being milked. They're not being occupied. You know, they're yeah, they're, they're an aggressive out. free. You know, they they're can't be compliant. compartmentalized like that. They're not compliant at all. It would take um, it would take an hour to put one of those yeah. stupid things into a damn. Exactly, exactly. And that that was you know discussed in the investigation, um, which there was a team that ended up coming out. Um, but before we get to that, real quick. You know, the rancher went up to the um, shed, you know, discovered that his cattle were in the shed. And he describes that they were in like some sort of like a trance, like some sort of mind control. They were in a dormant type uh, stage. Super chill. And when he started to unlock and, and to try and get them out, they ended up losing, you know, the focus of this trance or whatever. And they ended up, you know, just barging out of this uh kicking their way out of it yeah yeah and and like sean said like it would take an hour more to direct them into this little small compartmentalized area um as this happened um you know the the family contacted investigators came out um and they did their detections and they found that there were magnetic field detections on not only located um on the corral but in the shed so that's just weird shit i don't know what magnetic fields have anything to do with it well but i, think I, I do know it's too. some sort of force you know some sort of energy field they also noted that even uh, so it was wired shut the wire hadn't been broken in any way or repaired in any way uh it's like it wasn't tampered with and then they also noted that when they opened up uh, when he did open up the shed he specifically was talking about the cobwebs that were unbroken. Like cobwebs take nothing to break to them. Air, you know, them, you, them moving around would just distort the. So I was like, that's right? really weird that these animals were in there. Cobwebs were still when you open up. The cobwebs were still in front of the door. He's like that. Just a any just a human going through there would take these cobwebs out of place. Why? We just put somebody put four enormous animals right. in here, and they're not dislodged. That so that go that's it's almost like they were teleported right. in there. Well, that's what I was going to talk about earlier. Is I think that whatever entity this is that's out there, whether it be extra dimensional to us, um, it's it's whatever. It's some sort of time distortion. 
Like all these things that are happening in the blink of an eye, it's happening in a blink of an eye because to us. So you would say time is not relevant to this thing. Well, it's possible that alterable it, because these things disappear, it's leaving our dimension. Yeah. Right. But in that other dimension, time's moving faster. So it's getting things done right. faster. And then it could like, so a cow's getting mutilated in the blink of an eye. What do you think of but to us? It's been, you know, 15 minutes. Are you going right, on that? To, right. to that cow or to whatever entity it is, it's been like three hours and you... it meticulously was able to do all these things. So what do you think of, so we talked about the dimensions, right? I'm not really educated on all the dimensions, what they string specifically are for and stuff like that. Yeah. I could but what, what about realms? What if our realm is time, space, and matter? So we have what those three dimensions that we're talking mm -hmm. about, but that's our realm. That's what exists to us. And that's all that we can kind of function with at least, uh, scientifically right now and technology, you know, based, but what if there's other things out there that aren't associated with our dimensions? What if, what if there's different type of spiritual dimensions and, you know, uh, just, I mean, th this shit is like trying to teach mathematics to an ant, but I'm just saying like, there's probably, there could be, you know, super crazy advancements that we can't even like understand yet, but we can kind of see that there's weird, you know, with black holes, wormholes. Right. So, well, so, so I heard someone, coming up with. heard someone describe it. I don't, I don't even know where it's, it's like the same as. And like, so there's, there's things like ours, this is our tiny little world. Like you're saying, right. This is the things we can experience. Right. It's the same as, um, an ant in his anthill on the side of I-4. Does that ant really know what the fuck is going on down I-4? No. Right. He's got his world here over here in the yeah. grass. To and us, it could be like, you know, comets, asteroids shooting by our earth, but we're just chilling here. We have no idea what's going on. Yeah. It's, so, a, it's outside of that connection that we can make with things, you know? And so kind of what you were describing or more so what Louis was describing, uh, the time distortion, it seems like it's less of a time distortion for us and more of a time distortion for if there is something else that is experiencing the time distortion or more likely able to cause that time distortion. So we know that length, width, depth, time are the four, right? Four dimensions. Yeah. Okay. So length, width, depth, time. If they're able to go past that, those four dimensions, then obviously they would be able to alter any one of the previous dimensions probably not they probably have a sixth or seventh or eighth dimension that they're aware of but are not able to do anything with kind of like we are aware of time but we're not able to do anything with it right but going on the theoretical side with uh einstein the closer you get to the speed of light the more time slows down so what if they're able to slow down time by moving faster? By moving faster. I don't know in what... Like, like I the think, flash. I think yeah. they're more... I think time doesn't... I think I think time has... I think time... 
I'm just putting a logical a- has aspect. nothing to do with whatever these things are. I think that they they can enter time. So here here's but they're not uh dependent on it or, I don't, or so here's why I think it does have something to do with it. I don't I think they're time traveling beings in the sense that they're interdimensional beings. And because that fifth dimension is you have your four dimensions, right? The fifth dimension is just a loop. Like it, the our spectrum is like this and it loops back on itself. And where it touches the previous, that's the fifth dimension. So wherever right. it touches, right. so that is that's how they're traveling to a different dimension. Yeah. Is whatever portal. And that's and it doesn't have to be like this. It can also be like this or like this. Okay. Go anyway. Right. I, I so, like this. So talking about portals. Okay. This is an incident that, you know, has taken place and you know, not only the the families that have experienced their incidences, but but the governments that have been involved in Skinwalker, they've there is stories of portals with things moving in and out of uh you know <laughs> these areas of space you know you good louis just shotgun he just <laughs> took a sip of he's a more of a i think he's more of a rum and tequila he's a rum guy. guy he's a rum guy yeah Tell it's a right. cultural thing i have i have <laughs> i have plans for either today or tomorrow <laughs> all right <laughs> wake so you up in the morning we're, we, we 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 got in depth with some some shit just now mm-hmm. let's we're gonna i'm gonna get back to one more or a few more incidences uh, that have taken place. Let's talk about the fucking Dale Wolf, bro. Let's talk Doug, about that. Yeah, whatever, dude. I knew you were going to correct me on it. Listen, <laughs> Louis, Louis is my spell check. This dire. Yeah, <laughs> I hate it when people mispronounce shit. Dire it's Wolf. Like, no, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not, uh, not just, that's like one yeah. of my pet. No, I'm a stupid. Like, why do you like little fucking alarms yeah. go off in my head? And like, yeah. You got to make sure that they're being really Pacific about things. Pacific. Yeah. I will fuck <laughs> I will enter you. <laughs> That's great. All right, dude, direwolf. You got to make right? sure you're being Pacific, not Atlantic. <laughs> so as far as I can uh, remember, the, the incident that took place was uh, the rancher. He had a, like his corral, right? This was like week one of them being there. Yeah. Day one. Sorry. Day one. Day, day one, one moving their shit in. Like right. they had just got done closing on the property. Just got done closing on the property. And they're like, hey, we're going to get some of our family go in day one and get some of the cattle in before we even start moving in so yeah in this so what i know is that this dire wolf was visible to the rancher came up approached in a like non-violent way right more of like a lexadaisical lexadaisical way yeah you might you might say it was padding along padding meandering yeah loitering just minding in his own business right he comes across the corral right where he had a i think it was a baby calf right correct me if i'm wrong because Mm -hmm. we fact check this shit all right so cool freaking baby baby calf right there at the corral corrals now baby you can get Cow's heads can fit through, but the body can't. And uh, the dire wolf, you know, approached and um, was not aggressive at first with the baby calf, but then uh, something happened where well, you know. So the 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 story goes: the dire wolf they they see it coming. They don't realize like they just see a wolf in the distance, right? So an animal at distance, if there's no reference, yeah. the rancher goes, big, you don't know how big it is, right? right? Yeah. And this well, is, well, no, you just they see it like 300 meters. You just don't off. know how big it is. Well, at one point it reaches a fence line and 
that fence is like four and a half feet tall, right? And six feet post, post to post. Apart. Right. Apart. And how big was this thing? So they the the report says that the direwolf from head to hindquarters was post to post, and that's when everyone's like, "Holy fuck! Holy this thing shit! Is, this is big! This yeah, is huge!" But they said that they never felt like threatened or in danger from this thing, and this sucker just like padded all the way up to the family. The dad, Terry's dad, like reaches out and starts petting this thing. Like petting this this fucking yeah, giant this giant wolf, <laughs> and, and they never felt threatened. But they they relate saying that it smelled like a wet dog, like it had been wet, and it's um like a kind of almost of, like a metallic yeah. wet smell, right? And that's important because that's involved in many other sightings. So talk talk about how it approached because that is not that's not how wolves approach anything. So it approached in an S-like pattern. It just kept on going left to right, like left to right, left to right. Like that's not how wolves approach. That's not how dogs approach. That's not That's not how any animal approaches anything to get an idea of it. it every animal wants to go around or directly towards. The only two ways the animal, go- if you're going around, it's because you're stalking it and looking. If you're going directly towards, it's because they are going to attack right now. Everything else is all subtle. So the fact that it was going left and right, almost like a search pattern. Well, I think it was announcing itself, saying, hey, I'm I'm here, but I'm not a threat to you guys. That's so- just a weird way of approach. Anyway, so the, the dire wolf, all of a sudden it notices the calf in the corral with its head out and the story goes that it like was like oh shit i'm fucking jumped over there snap bit this calf in the head and was trying to yank it through the gate had its whole head yeah that's a big ass wolf (laughs) um and then terry the the dad the rancher he's like him and his dad are hitting this wolf with x handles trying to get it off and it wouldn't come off. Explain to people what an axe handle is. Just the handle of an axe. Just, exactly. Yeah, not not just the not the, back, <laughs> not the backs. Not the yeah. backs. Not the back. Yeah, stick. but it's still. You think it big heart fucking, stick, right? Know? Yeah, it, it wasn't doing anything. Terry says, "Boy, go get my Magnum." Exactly like that. Now this was a big caliber. I mean, that's a huge three, caliber. Three fifty-seven. Three fifty-seven. Man. Yeah, we're talking about killing people with one shot. Well, I mean, it's it's used if if you're. Hunting for animals with pistols. This is a pistol caliber that you would use. Um, Could you kill an elephant with it? No. I mean, you can kill an I elephant mean, with a twenty-two long rifle. So okay. it's more of efficiency when you're hunting. But bullet placement. You, it has been known to kill hogs pretty quickly. So again, bullet placement. Right. So with that, um, Magnum comes back. Terry shoots this fucking thing. No reaction. Shoots it again. No reaction. They go get fucking uh, hunting oh, rifle. Yeah. I don't know what caliber it was, yeah. but if it's a hunting three, rifle, it's hyper. Yeah. It was 308. Let's just say 308. Okay. <laughs> no, it was 308. They yeah, shoot, that's what I got here on the nose. Shoots it with the the hunting rifle, blows a chunk of skin and fur off, and then finally it's like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And you and so, you fucking want me? No. And, and at that point, he's like, he's like, all right, chill, bro, and then just wanders away. Yeah, lightly now look, noted so, that he so, lightly, easily let go of 
Like the entire time, it's like chewing down, but not like ripping at. It's just like applying pressure. And then after he gets shot with a 308, he just like lightly lets the calf's head go. Yeah. And looks like, bro, what are you doing? I'm trying to eat. All right, fine. I guess I'll, like an annoyed cat. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is so so Dick. when you look at this ranch on um, Ooh, Google man. Google Earth or whatever, so it it goes it, away. Yep. Yep. They but, chase it. Right. And then the tracks just disappear, like in a muddy and bogger. Yeah. So yeah. they chase it up towards the canal that runs uh, east and west on the property. So if you when you look at the property, it's 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 a rectangle. You know, from east to west, and it's 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 not long. So, um, the the canal runs on the north side, but it goes east and west, and uh, and uh, so they lost the tracks at the canal, which was about uh, let's say half a mile to three quarters of a mile away from like the actual property, probably. From what I looked at I, on the I maps, it looked distance. like it was a decent little ways. So he tr- tracked it to, you know, where he can find the tracks for a long distance. And then all of a sudden it's gone. No blood trail. They you were know, only there's like no consistency with that. There's if you track something for 100 feet and then you, you should track it until you find it. I, I believe you can't just track something that that far. And then all of a sudden it, it, it comes to a stop where where you lose traction of it. I mean, if you're not, not in that area, like that area was like a way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so let's just talk about that. Like the Uinta Basin, it's like a highly vegetated part of the desert, let's just say. Like it's it's it less it's a desert. ranch. Yeah, less desert. It you know, it rains more often than like you'd say Vegas, perhaps. Yeah. So um the area that they found it uh, that they were tracking it to was this bog. A lot of vegetation. Um they refer to it as their forest. It's not like it's not like a rainforest, but there's like a lot more trees. It's like, I don't know. I guess you would go like Everglades kind of ish area where it's more Swamp, boggy, swampy desert. I wouldn't say right? like ever. I wouldn't say like lake and but like marshy or like if you were to go to like Three Lakes for anybody that knows. I'd three say lake. probably like Three Lakes. Yeah, it's it's more like Three Lakes, more like marshy, boggy. Sixty percent of Florida. Um, yeah. It's it it becomes Florida, so you should be able to easily track, tr- like good footprints, especially with something that is well over what a normal wolf would be. You should be able to track those footprints because it should be leaving very large, very deep footprints. Um, and then they said that it just disappeared, just nothing. No, he go. No oh. blood, no blood, no no fur, yeah. no nothing else. And it was just straight. I, only just thing straight that was found directly. That was the other thing that they said. It was just a straight path. It was like you find due north and you go straight to due north. Yeah. There was no wandering around, and it, it was just straight to the point where it stopped. Right. Like and it knew exactly where it was going. The only thing that was left of that thing was the chunk that he shot out, and he describes the hair as like a kind of like a historical type of you know hair some sort of it wasn't like it was the nasty. normal wolf hair like he he described it as very thick and like very bristle and very you know tough i mean that's kind of how know. that's kind of how wolf hair is it's yeah nap it's nappy it's not maybe yeah, I mean, he i mean he's a hunter he, he in that he, air, area 
I'm sure he's experienced or he can probably kill his fair share or two. Yeah. Um, just nuisance wolves, right? So I would think smell. if he's if he's specifically saying this it's is not weird. wolf hair that or normal wolf hair that it's probably not normal. Yeah, you can take right. that to the bank. But the other thing that was odd, like Louis said, was the smell. He noted that the chunk of flesh that he had uh, gotten off did not smell like a fresh chunk of meat that had just come off of right it smelled it like, smelled it, like, like it was ages old right like it was historic like yeah, it was like, days old like like sitting what out, you meant by that's what i meant historic yeah, like i'm sorry like sitting Sometimes like sitting out in the sun for you know two or three days rotten meat but not rotting just like like starting to decompose very not aged actually. that tang yes. yeah way Spice, yeah way meat. older way older than just just fresh off the block spicy spicy meat yeah yeah okay. definitely gonna need a shot of penicillin after that so nids covered the scene of skinwalker ranch for about 78 years bigelow owned the property for about 20 and the nids program you know call it a governmental program it it investigated these stories, but it never could catch it on tape. We didn't talk. We didn't even get into the security cameras that were placed. I mean, if you go on YouTube now and you type in Skinwalker Ranch, it's got a live feed of Skinwalker Ranch. You yeah, can watch a, it. Everyone, you can go and watch it. Give it some views. Give it a like. Whatever. You know, say, you know, add even just add the wise men in there. You know, as a comedy, you know, we informed you about this stuff, man. It's crazy shit going on. I really wanted to watch it, but there's a just a 12 hour live feed of it. And I was just like, there's no possible way I'm going to be able to watch. I know, I know, I know. Just take drugs and this is not me. This is not me (laughs) doing my due diligence. I'm sorry. I should have watched 12 hours of nothing happening for you guys. But so what I found, Sean and I were talking about this a little earlier is so these NIDS guys are these NIDS people are they're legit scientists. They are physicists. They are engineers. They are um, psychologists. Like psychologists would come and interview people in the area that had had experiences. Um, like legit individuals. This is PhDs, masters in science, technology, and medicine. And one of the things that Bigelow, when he set this organization up, his one of his mandates was he wasn't looking for people that like were into ufos and shit and happened to be physicists he was looking for like people who didn't really give half so let it to be disproved right he wanted people right. to go out specifically one of his, asking to one of his questions things. allegedly one of his questions was do you believe in aliens and if they said yes or even led to yes right. you were not allowed on the team what this does is it eliminates the skepticism right and so so that was his goal but with they're there for I want it was it was like ninety five to two thousand five, roughly ish. Yeah, like that they were kind of involved. So I so recorded a max Bigel- eight years, but so Bigelow eight. bought it in ninety six. Ninety six. He was actually on property in ninety five, and Nids didn't move in until like ninety seven, late ninety seven. Okay, so, so about eight years yeah. then. Because they got rid of it yeah, in like 06. Yeah. And I only say eight years because uh, they Bigelow took... got rid of it. Te- Bigelow officially sold it in 2016. But, uh, so the... but the team stopped in 2009, I think, was yeah. the last time they actually. But it was yeah, 2008 okay. with the last like anything that happened. But, but the Nits team wasn't there 
consistently. No, but they had so they they brought equipment. Bigelow put in a lot of money in this place. He brought equipment, cameras, sensors. They built several observation yeah. towers. They would have um dogs. Like they were guard dogs, but they would use these dogs basically as biosensors, biometric sensors, right? Right. Or biosensors. Where the dogs would react a lot of the times to shit that other people wouldn't. And then but it, like it, they they would either be barking or they would yeah. like be, be trying like, to escape. Yeah. Right. Or aware of instincts that we maybe don't have. Right. You know? They have senses that we right. you know, they can feel things that we don't because um, humans are dumb. Well, I, I think we ignore it a lot of times. I think we yeah. get it too. Ignorant. What if we're suppressed? What if we drink our water and it's got we're not, fluoride? We're not in going it. into we're, the calcification. What if our pineal gland is just? We're so not suppressed. going into calcification. Listen, pineal GMOs we're not affect, doing that right now. Know, we stay on topic. We can't yes. do that right now. <laughs> there is so much more to discuss. I will than destroy the calcification you. of your pineal gland. I will destroy okay. you this topic, Sean. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so all of this going on ten years. I spent the past three days specifically because I started getting some ideas for some stuff trying to find like scientists write white papers right if you don't know what a white paper is it's basically um journal this is my idea and this is why right it's like a thesis paper you have right. an abstract which is going to have a hypothesis then you theorize it right. and then you could see so it that's what that's what scientists do right and they submit that shit to their buddies peer reviews um i couldn't find shit that these people had good, bad, literally nothing like nothing, not even something that was pending review. Right. Like that's so, a national. We- so that's a national, <laughs> that's a national we- or an international website where you can review other people's studies to either try to prove it or to try to disprove it, which most people try to disprove, which is the beauty of the scientific method. You go out and try to disprove somebody else's shit. And if you can't do it, then it's taken to a higher level of uh, adeptness, really a higher level of acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, and, and that makes me think, so, but uh, before I jump into that, I'm sorry. Um, so they, they're there for all this time. They're doing all this research, right? They're studying all these things. We talked about the intelligence of whatever entity is there, right? That it's doing things intelligently. It's, it's fucking with people. It's not really hurting anyone. It's freaking them out a lot, you know, um, whether it be a specific entity. They aren't able to catch anything like actually record anything proof, right? They can't, they caught some UFOs on camera outside of that. They aren't able to catch any of the entities. The, oh, it's all just, just outside the vision of, of that. Uh, they were trying to get right. You know what I'm saying? So everybody, like it, like, like it was just that smart. It all becomes anecdotal to be just at off, that point. All right. But know, off detection, literally everyone of those scientists has a personal story of some weird shit that happened yeah. to them there. Like there is one where, um, and there was something like 12 or 13 or 14, somewhere, uh, somewhere around yeah, there, yeah. low, low teens. So one of mine, cause I like cryptids and shit. Um, one of mine is that the dogs freak out at one of the observation towers. They're freaking the fuck out. So they catch them on camera. Right. So they go, they check out the dogs and all the dogs are like on the opposite side of a fence. Right. So they look in the direction the dogs are pointing and they st- it's a 
They can't pursue the object that they see. They, they don't but they definitely they are see, looking in the they direction. Don't, they don't see anything yet, right? They're backing in the back of their kennels, looking in a direction, going, fuck whatever is over yeah. there. Yes, that's what yeah. the dogs are doing. Yeah. So the researchers and the rancher, because at this point the rancher had sold the property. Uh, Terry did. He'd sold the property, but he was still working working the land, right? There's three properties and multiple people. There's a lot of overlap on who was owning certain sections of the property. And at this time, Terry, this was around the same time that the uh, cow mutilation happened. Uh, I think it was a couple of weeks before because the cow mutilation was the last thing that happened while he owned it. This was just before that, which was why they had the uh, veterinarian like on site. Hmm. Okay. So they... They're they're looking in the direction the dogs are looking. There's a group of them. They I can't remember if they walk there or they get in their vehicles and they start heading that direction. As they get towards the trees, it ends up being near that boggy area where the dire wolf had disappeared previously. And they see two creatures. One with like big bright red eyes, and then another one that kinda looks werewolf ish, right? So um as Americans do, they shot at it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And get the fuck off my property. Well, no. so well, shoot I think them all, let God sort them out. It was more they of were a, that country either. An attempt to capture it. <laughs> so but they they shoot at one, I want to say the big red eye one, and it just fucking poof disappears. They shoot at yeah. the the wolf looking one, falls out of the tree, hits the ground, they come up to it, and then poof. Like disappears in front of their eyes. That's incredible. So there, there's that one. Um, there's they've seen multiple UFO events, like things just flying over. Yeah, you know, saucer shaped black. The type, right? the portals we were talking about earlier. So there would be these glowing balls that would fly around and stuff. But it's almost like they would float in and out of, um. Of portals, portals, right? To where they would li- they would see it literally enter and then exit, right. which means so you are going in the way they describe another- these portals was like large ovals that would appear and they would be like sky blue through them, almost yep. like you were looking in the sky. Oh, but several times they mentioned watching humanoid figures crawl out of it, like tall black, like pitch black humanoid figures with no face, right? And so they and those would just walk around the property. Like the families would get scared. And several times they said even they would lock themselves in the house and these beings would come up and walk around their porch and like now, try that, and try and peer through the windows. Right. But they had no face. This is when I explained earlier the humanoid shaped figures that they would see walking, you know, outside their yeah. property and stuff. Um, not, not only on, you know, the, the shit you're talking about, but there was an interesting event that took place with a family in Roosevelt. If you don't know where Roosevelt is. Um, Roosevelt is just west, kind of west-north-ish. Not far, though, from where the ranch is. Mm-hmm. And this family, uh, a native family, um, and they uh, were driving down the road, and all of a sudden, a f- I mean, a burst of light kind of like hit them out of the sky in the way. To where literally they thought everything was brightened. For a split second, they what what they do? It fried their battery, and they pulled off to the side of the road. The driver gets out, 
right? Passenger stays in the car, but the, the driver gets out. Now, these are relatives. Driver gets out. The flash of light comes down again, right? Not only is it just a light that freaks everyone out, but it actually gave this guy first degree burns. Okay. And, you know, if no one knows what first degree burns, it's just the, you know, there's three layers of the skin. Sunburn. Uh, yeah. Sunburn pretty much uh, uh, with pain and it's painful and stuff like that. This is the only incident that I see that was inflicted upon people in a damaging way because this guy ended up getting cancer down the road. And it was probably unintentional. Probably. Probably. Maybe it was something coming through a portal. I haven't found anything on... This is from the Skinwalker Ranch documentary, you know. As, you know, Jeremy Campbell, he created the Skinwalker Ranch documentary. I wasn't able to find anything where anybody was intentionally injured. Like, every injury that was... Physically harmed. Yeah, it was all all psychological, uh, PTSD, but, like, no physical injury other than, like, we were trying to beat the wolf off of the calf and we got blisters on our blisters head. on our head yeah like it was all it was all con- inconsequential right. one of the other cool things that from from the stories is that like while they'd be going around on the day-to-day lives and stuff they around the ranch they would hear like voices like somebody having a conversation but it would be like other languages right 10 or 12 feet above them is where they would hear it yeah. And but it would be in a language that they didn't understand. And a lot of the times, like if they tried to respond to him or something, like a voice would return, but like in a mocking manner, like like almost like if a little you're having a conversation with like your wife and your kid is standing next to you and you don't know what the fuck they're saying, but they say something to you like a little kid. And you're like, oh, you're so cute. Oh, he's trying to talk to us. Look at him. Shut your stupid yeah. mouth, you peon. Right? <laughs> um, so th- I thought that one was cool. Uh, <laughs> I got another cool little fact here. So what kind of kick-started all this shit was like, was uh, not only Bigelow and not only the NIDS team and, and the experiences that people were having in this area. You know, there was multiple families that came in and out of this ranch and they all you know had some sort of experience. But the area, you know, the schools, the local areas, they all had it. They all had experiences. They all had sightings and they all had, you know, certain incidences that gave them, you know, a weirded out vibe. And then what happened? And after a while, what happened after a while was that um, these schools and these local areas started documenting this stuff. Because it kept, you know, people kept coming with certain stories, you know, kids would go out to recess and see things and they'd come back and tell their teachers that there was a guy, his name's uh, Dr. Frank Salisbury, and he wrote a book um, called Utah UFO Display. And he investigated these reports around these local areas and stuff. And he ended up writing a book about it, which was kind of kind of cool. I haven't looked into the book, but. Um, you know, it, it's completely based off of the incidents that have taken place in the U.S. I think that's awesome that somebody did that because, like you said, so many things were happening that the police actually stopped reporting. Like, they stopped doing reports yeah. on all this shit. No, it's like, like a like scary a- movie. It's yep. like where, you know, the police is like, oh, yeah, this house. Fuck that. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we had another UFO sighting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cow got mutilated. See ya. Yep. Yep. Didn't see yeah. that. Which was which? Which ranch was it again? Oh, 
Yeah. It was the Fisher Ranch? No. Nah. Probably probably nonsense. Okay. Yeah. So we covered it uh pretty well, I think. Most of the things quickly and also not quickly in a roundabout way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think it was but, condensed pretty well. But we did okay. Um so our bananas question. Do you believe I don't even know how to phrase this. Do you believe I, that something Do we believe it's a hot spot for paranormal UFO? I mean, we know thing, that it we is. Know, There's we so know many, that, yeah. Too many things being reported for it not to be. But I don't even know what question to even ask. Okay, well, I get. I I feel like we have to kind of go on three different aspects of this. So, do you believe that it's a paranormal? Do you believe it's a drug, or do you believe it's a curse? And how much on those three do you believe? Because it's not really one of. And when I say paranormal, paranormal, I mean paranormal to us. So I'm counting extraterrestrial. I'm counting uh extra dimensional i'm counting all of that in that so is it drug is it paranormal is it okay curse and we're gonna go any of them overlap and how much do you actually believe in any of those on the bananas i like that all together or not there's a or three separate bananas three three i I, I, i'm gonna pick one and i'm gonna give you my bananas on it well really if you pick one, you kind of are giving less credence to the other. Kind of. Okay. See what I mean? Dim titties. I'm going to go 3.5 that these are paranormal interdimensional things that are intelligent. That this is a spot. I don't know why, but that it's populated with, um, you know these things, whatever the fuck it is. Um, and that, you know, they do it with a purpose. I feel like, you know, people don't do, just don't do shit and, 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 and weird people out and do crazy things with no purpose. Like they, there's something going on. I think it's out of our realm of understanding, but I definitely think there's weird shit going on, you know, that, that these families have some sort of credibility and that it's, you know, the government gets involved, you know, and that they have certain experiences that, you know, we, I'm not, I don't think they're bullshit. I think that it's something that we still don't have an understanding of, but we know that there's activity, but we still don't know a hundred percent what's going on because it's kind of covered a whole bunch of shit, right? It's covered paranormal. It's covered, you know, physical things it's covered you know you know weird stuff demonic stuff that's kind of gone on and we don't it's kind of everything to me where it's like maybe it's all one thing maybe it's all something that's way beyond our knowledge and wisdom and all that shit okay i'm with you uh so i'm a little bit uh that it's less bananas than 3.5 i'm actually going to maybe one and a half bananas that something is going on there and the reason why i say so is because there is way too much history way too many coinciding legends and way too much 
research that has been done on it and the fact that there is no research is more odd than not um, i agree the fact that there it, you can't find anything makes it very conspicuous that's very weird okay. well, so if there was anything so if there so if there's research you can at least refute it okay so here's an example no research to refute here's an example can an ant research what you know as a person well, Definitely. no, no, that's not what, what he's saying, saying, though. That's, that's not, not what, what he's saying. saying. What the, he's saying is they not were that, there for 10 years taking measurements and doing reports and all these things. Where the fuck is all that information? There's not one picture. There's not a picture. All we ever There's find not, is I thought we talked about stories. No, we talked about it, but all, they ever, all we ever know is the anecdotes and stories, right? Right. The interviews. Like so, the actual paperwork, the data, like experiences, all of the pictures. Yes, it's all. The only thing we get is experiences. Yes, yeah, that's what we're not. But we had a whole team that was there for 10 years. You can't point to one team of any investigators, journalists or scientists that have ever been doing anything for 10 years that you have not had one peer-reviewed study on let alone a pending study like there's always at least something the fact that there is nothing that to me is very weird because you can go you can look back on even even your reports as a professional you can look back on your reports and see verified evidence yeah you can see stuff like that yeah but we're talking and about we're something the, we're look we're talking about something that is way high up that yeah. is way well, better that ex- than what we are we right. are so menial but hold when on, it comes hold on, to hold on. a professional aspect and we still do our due diligence these people have phd's and masters in science technology and medicine and you're telling me that they don't know the proper method of the scientific method they don't know how to document and redocument and research and retest and send right. it to somebody that doesn't believe them but that's a scope I don't of, believe that. that's a scope I think we're dealing with something outside of our scope. No. And so hold on real quick. Real saying. quick. Hold on real quick. What are you trying to say, D-Man? I'm trying to say. I understand where you're getting. I think you're arguing a different point. I'm taking that. That you're explaining that. There's no results of what we've. No, no, no. I'm not saying that there's no results. I'm fine with no results. I'm saying that there's no documentation. You can't find a research paper at all that you can even attempt to refute. It's not that there's no results. It's that there's no documentation of testing. So NIDS never did anything because they didn't document anything. I'm not saying they didn't do anything. We're saying we can't find it. How do you? Okay. How do you find okay. it? I can't right? even. Because I can't right? even it's try not to a secret. Well, where the fuck is it? It's not classified information, right? So well, that's fucking. What, that's what we're. We're saying. at like 130 more days, bro. No, 100. No, 20 days. That, that shit's got to come out, bro. That's only if it's an actual government thing, right? This isn't a government thing. This was put so, on. This was. This is more private industry. This is. This was put industry. on by the guy that owns Budget in. What's the point of keeping everything private? If if it holds so much, uh, that's what we're saying. Context. That's what we're saying. Okay, that's, and we agree that's exactly our point. We have yeah. all of these people that are well by all by all units of measurement are very well educated, very learned people of their sciences. I apologize. I took it as if there was. You're saying that there's nothing sustainable about this shit. No, no, that, 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 no if it's not documented, it ain't real. But that's, that's the way out. It's so. just odd that there's 
nothing. And and all of these people, like, okay, anybody that knows a veterinarian, those motherfuckers are better than scribes at a hospital. Like, it's weird how detailed veterinarians are because of how much litigation goes towards vets. They have, and that was just one aspect of it. You have physicists, you have uh, geologists, you have sociologists, you have psychologists. Yeah, you have people that are very, very yeah. well educated in their field that are not that are not unfamiliar with doing documentation yeah. and research and going through the scientific method so that they can intentionally go to their least favorite friend that hates everything about them and bringing all of their research and going, find something wrong with what I've documented. Yeah. What I love about the NITS team is that, or I don't like or anything what's about, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bigelow. He, he didn't want anyone bias. Yeah, but you, know you what I'm saying? can't prove that. So that's it makes it problem. when you so when there, you have something was that's an, not biased, you have it, it's more like authentic, more like right. But the the problem we're getting at as there was even an article written after NIDS was kind of like shut down that it is one of the most well funded, ineffectual organizations like scientific organizations that the leadership was shit. Like it was, it didn't have a clear purpose. Like no one had. Like when you work, went to work for him, it wasn't like, all right, this is your job. This is what I want you to do. It's um, figure something out. And then like, that was the article. And then Which is, at the end of it is like a, an organization that did research for 10 years and accomplished nothing. Which is weird altogether, because <laughs> if you put 12 scientists in a room, that is if you're a Ph.D. in anything, I have a tendency to believe that you are at le you're a type A personality. You're going to. OK, this is what I have. Nobody else is doing anything. Okay, it seems like I'm going to have to be the one to head this project. Yeah. I don't think that Robert Bigelow was the one to head that project. He was the financier, but I don't think that there was anybody heading that project. If you look at any 12 people, any 10 people, generally, you're going to find at least one leader. It's going to be a monarchy, if not an oligarchy, on every single instance. How is it possible that you have 12, 13, 14 people and not one clear leader, not one clear mission and not one objective that was obtained or any research of any goal, like not even, not even a documentation of we found nothing. You think they could That's have been odd. You think they could have been better, more consistent? With no, I don't think they could have been better. I, I, I think feel they like could have. I think if, if they didn't have clear leadership in what they were supposed to be doing, they're probably out there. They probably collected a shit ton of data and it's just sitting somewhere because there's no structure. There yeah. would have been leaks. Yeah, this was only, this was, this was less than 10 years ago. There would have been some leak of some information and it's I mean, not, maybe, yeah. But I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's why it's weird, right? So it's not just that there's not information; it's that there's zero information. Okay. All right, that's what's weird to so me. So I'm giving that. it. I'm giving it two bananas because I have a little bit of a belief in the spiritual aspect of it. I think that that spiritual aspect probably coincides with um, an interdimensional thing. Like that spiritual aspect probably overlaps with the. Uh, interdimensional and there was just a lack of understanding but a resolve that happened between those that they were like oh it's spiritual and then these guys were like oh it's science yeah i don't think we have a connection unless we make that connection and that's dmt
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and I can't. And mic drop. I can't but, speak towards the DMT what side you, of things. What what you, so I think I'm, I'm leaning hard towards the paranormal. Um, and I like what Sean said is that, that historically spiritual, right? These things are spiritual beings or cursed beings or whatever. Um, and that, but that goes to magic is just science that hasn't been explained yet. Right. Exactly. So I, I'm going hard with the interdimensional because even just, even if we stay with the podcast that we've already done and we, we look at the Alaska triangle, right? The vile vortices where shit just disappears and reappears, um, shape-shifting creatures that are malevolent, right? Um, although these don't seem to be all that malevolent, right? Um, but like the Alaska Triangle, they had shaped out of the Otter Man, right? Um, the, the appearance of- and disappearance of crafts just randomly, right? The uh, large crafts, lights that are seen um trying to think the the thunderbird that could be another shapeshifter uh, yeah it could be it could be you know what Um, if we're dealing with something that's of all understanding where we don't we're only limited to a certain scope but this thing is is there's no limit okay so that goes back to they're confirming to what we can understand not what we do that goes back to our tesla episode right Mm -hmm. the akashic record which some people say under the influence of the elevated levels of DMT, that's actually what you're tapping into is that higher that, level of consciousness. Right. And remember how in that episode, I started tying together time travel as far as you're not actually traveling time. You're just experiencing it all at the same time. Well, if that's that, I mean, fuck this, this is going to take too long if I try and get to do it. So either way, that ties in a time travel aspect from another episode that we talked about. That um, I mean, what if Tesla even like in frying his brain, he rewired it to deliver more DMT, right? Because it's a natural substance that exists in our bodies that we can exploit. Yes, right. So absolutely, I definitely it's think there's a lot. Like, of- it's kind of like riding the wave, but at some point you're still going to surface. You're always at the surface, but you can still dive underwater yeah. and experience that time dilation, that time dilution, that DMT yeah. potential. Now, what if- at some point you still so, have to come back to the hit. surface? Okay, hold hold on. On. I'm okay. in mine. You you're right. Up. Absolutely. <laughs> you can- <laughs> I, I You've been drinking and you won't stop talking. So right, it's okay. Ahead. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh my um, god. So there was another, there's another part that one of the interviews that I listened to with George Knapp, a caller called into this radio show and he said that his neighbor who he said, he's like, he's never told anybody else this, um, but that there is a, a military facility in the, you went to mountains in that area. That is, I guess this one's a secret facility, but there is a military facility in the Uinta Mountains, and that that's actually the part of the explanation for some of the crafts that are seen. But that also that they have a Stargate in that facility, which in Alaska, in that area, there was, um, I'm not gonna say theoretically, but like there's there was rumors of a Stargate in Alaska, as well, which. All of that kind of ties into 
that portals, they keep popping up, right? In the Uinta Basin area, where these things keep crawling out of. Yeah. If, if any of this is real, even if it's not, if the government's not involved, they want to be involved. <laughs> right? If they're if they're not the ones running the shit or trying to figure it out or hiding somewhere, dealing with creatures or beings and all this shit, if they're not involved, someone in the government wants to be involved because this is the technology that we want. They're trying to push in. It's the exact same thing as the space race. It's just a little bit more advanced. Right. So, I mean, all those things put together, even if it is the government doing some of those things... None of us are fucking smart enough to figure that out on our own. So there's something else, extraterrestrial, paranormal, um, extra dimensional, whatever. Bro, this makes me want. So I'm I'm going to go with a two because a lot of the Skinwalker Ranch shit is just anecdotal shit, you know, which is stories, which um, the human brain does what it wants as far as to keep you from going crazy. It'll... It makes things make sense for you. So I don't know that all have, of it's correct. I have an agreement with that, but then I, I have some sort of like a disagreement because I feel it, like it's a it's a it's a cop out to like say it, that. It's a cop out to say you're you're full of shit. Well, that, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm I don't I don't think they're full of shit. I think I think they're that's just, what I'm saying. I think most I think the experiences are true, but it has been proven that the human brain one will make you forget shit if you experience severe traumas. This is but then on like- top of that, what your memory does, what you remember changes based on one emotion and two time. It's, like over time, things change. And so that's like typical Stockholm syndrome. Is yeah. that that's how that's how Stockholm syndrome is even a thing? Like my captor is helping me. And you're like, uh, no, you are a captive and they're being very, very, uh, they're being aggressive towards you and keeping you in one solid place because they don't want you to be out. But the Stockholm syndrome is I need this protection because this is my protector, not because I can care for myself. This like that whole military industrial complex aspect of it makes me want to get into the Mickelson uh, safeguard complex in North Dakota. Have you guys heard of that? No, that's another episode. Yes, I think you need to. God, I sent you something, bro. The Doomsday Seed Vault. I can't. I can't wait. Well, the Mormons have one too. So yeah, yeah. This one's actually located in the Arctic Circle, like away from pretty much everyone else. I don't in know. Norway, it's weird shit. There's a lot of things. <laughs> it's kind there's of there's a lot of cool. And I came across it. There's yeah. a lot of things in Norway, but so we're all pretty solid on. I'm too. I'm that yeah. some shit is going down there. That yeah, someone doesn't want us to know, even though there's people trying to tell us. Someone doesn't. I feel like that's one of those things that is being intentionally covered up, whether it's by the government or whether it's by a extraterrestrial dimensional something. There's something intelligent going, let's get enough of this out that you can speculate, but not enough that you can verify. Right. True that. Okay. Yeah, man. Do we want to do? Oh, we don't have a whole lot of time. Nah. Here, so. I mean, a little quick space news thing, man. I mean, we we landed uh, a rover on Mars, and it uh, it's roaming around. Sweet it's trying. Is, to... is that the one that has the little uh, yep. helicopter on it? Yep. 
Yep, it's got the drone and everything, and and uh, it, it's going around. It's uh, taking samples, and it's uh, uh, it's got a certain way that it transmits the analysis of these samples back. Five G, five G, yeah. Hell yeah! Nine, I got more, nine more seconds of download, Dana. You guys have Great. no idea, but yeah, I actually have some a little bit. I have a little bit of space news myself. Talk to me. Astro, Astro whiskey. Okay. This is going to lead us to whiskey. On the- I feel like it would kill me. Astro whiskey. So there is whiskey that is being aged outside of Earth. Space station or shuttle? The space station. So it's a very super small batch. Uh, but really surprisingly, it's not like outrageous expensive. Only because you're not buying a whole lot of volume. You only get like... 50 to 100 mls and it's like a hundred dollars basically a hundred dollars per ml so per ml it's pretty goddamn expensive it's like ammo <laughs> yeah. no a- no ammo is way more expensive than astro whiskey right now uh i don't remember what it's called it's called like celestial or uh or cosmic or something whiskey and you can only get it in like a 30 to 50 ml bottle it's really kind of adorable like it's this much whiskey you get a glass of it's like this much whiskey it's and and supposedly it's trash <laughs> <laughs> apparently it absolutely i would not good. be the guy to judge whiskey. i'll bring it I'll, I'll tell you what i'll bring it in so i'll you get some i'll i will get one bottle Along with my, I, I'm gonna go with Lafroig 10 or Ultima or 16 year. What is what is taking this thing in and out of space? By the way, oh. see, this is the shit I'm talking about, bro. That they don't no, what's taking tell it? us or anything. No, dude, there's a they do. It's on the space station. Yeah, there's a ton know, of experiments. What kind, that what go kind up. of technology are we going in and out of space with? They are literally just like shuttling system. Out. They're taking a 50 gallons of SpaceX that we're shooting shit up in no, no, space or satellites. No, they're taking drones. This is Starlink and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, what is this so deep? Yeah, you know, I'm just saying, is there a drone that brings us back to no, Earth? They just put it on the. Yeah, no, it's just you have to. SpaceX is transporting this stuff spacex uh, okay. i mean nasa on the last they take anything up there they can take anything up that we pay for that's what they i'm saying bring, they but be, not all the time is spacex going to the internet no 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 but like they bring middle school and high school experiments on a lottery system up to the space station so they've grown algae and stuff in space which is really really monumental algae it would have to have an earth habitat no, 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 it doesn't even have to have an Earth habitat. There's that's why it's monumental. It doesn't have to have anything to do with Earth. All right, real quick, if the International Space Station, there's someone living inside. That's Earth habitat. It's oxygen I disagree. source. It's I disagree. It's a terrestrial habitat, but it doesn't mean it has to do with anything with Earth. I disagree. It I 100% disagree with you. It doesn't have to have the same oxygen. You, we know that humans are able to uh, to operate with at least 19% oxygen in your atmosphere. Yeah. We typically go with 21.4%. I but disagree. I think go... we're more in the 20 to 19 range. 21 is like the highest. We go with 19 yeah. on a regular basis. I know, but I tested basis. it at work every day and it says 19 to 20%. Okay, you're at sea level. That's, I'm that's just, average I'm, at I'm sea just, level. I'm just saying. We're in Florida. You know, the fact, I think the only thing that is in space that's different is now we have 
gravity issues. I mean, even space and astronauts have to exercise for 30 minutes every day in order to keep the bone density that they have. Yeah, no, that is just based on naturally gravity. gravity is what is keeping us, our bone structure intact from getting weaker. Yeah, that's not a problem with algae. Algae doesn't give a shit about gravity. I'm just talking about the habitat. Habitat is the living arrangement. And I'm talking in. about more than just, just habitat. It would, just, it would have to be just atmosphere, I think. Yeah, it just has to, That might be the only thing. Apparently. Any kind of any kind of atmosphere at all. It, literally even half a G, Check. and you can still have algae, which is still going to start to create some kind of oxygen, which is really, really important. Like, don't take away from that. That's a... The fact that algae can be in space is huge. Like, that's never been... That's gonna help. We could terraform some shit. That's that. never been a... Yeah. Th- that's Elon's never been already a coming up with his city. But uh, not just parts. that. Like, algae is a food source. It's a fuel source. It provides oxygen. Like, this is a game changer. That's a huge, huge deal. The outright... So, there's been two fields of study on that. That, okay, it was a uh it, it was humans being dirty like we normally are but then there's also okay yeah but we broke through the atmosphere and that would have killed basically everything so the fact that we came back with something different than what we left with is a very big deal that means that not only is something able to form but it was able to thrive like it wasn't a little tiny piece it was like a, a one square foot of wait what are we talking about now algae algae it yeah, was no. algae on the space station that was able to thrive that was not so this was outside they noticed that some shit was yeah, outside the, the space outside okay the space you, you never said that i thought we had this shit in a petri dish inside no 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 this was outside <laughs> the space station. that's even cooler they were going holy crap what the hell is this because you would expect to be scraping barnacles off of a boat but you don't expect to be scraping algae so, so off I, the I want someone, space station. someone forgot to pressure wash the shuttle I want to look into that. I want to definitely I can't look wait into to that. show you the fucking study on it. It's amazing. I definitely want to look into it. It is that. amazing. So I just they, don't know how life could be sustained in a vacuum. It's not. So that's kind of what the argument is. is Without an atmosphere, not a technical Sorry, for all you vacuum. Out there listening. The argument is that you know we are finding that it's not a technical vacuum. It's only point zero 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 zero. So so here's the thing. So so here so it's very very close, but it's not actually a vacuum. So here, that's why it's important. Right. But here's the science behind it. Mars has an eighth of the ozone layer mm-hmm. and atmosphere that Earth has. If you're saying that algae can grow in space mm-hmm. with no ozone layer, no atmosphere, mm-hmm. then we're clearly saying that we can take algae, put it on Mars, and it would actually have a better chance of sustaining and growing in that atmosphere. Just saying that, that it has a potential. But if you go on the Elon Musk you side. You can say anything it. has the potential, but it's either if it has it or it's either can it do it or not. We can prove that this has happened. Or you could go on the Elon Musk side of there things. There is no try. There is only two. And he... I I love you, Yoda. <laughs> so, or you could go on the Elon Musk side of things, and he said, yeah, we can go ahead and terraform basically any planet. Yeah. It just takes enough thermonuclear detonation right. which is why he poles. wants, Which is why he wants to shoot nuclear weapons into the ice caps of Mars, which would then create the atmosphere of the greenhouse effect that we have here on Earth. We have a natural greenhouse effect. 
That's how we can we always farm have, and do all this stuff. We always have radiation. We always so, have the greenhouse effect. Right. We always and the photosynthesis have. that takes place in the agriculture yeah. and stuff like that. So that's why this algae being on the space station that wasn't brought into the space station. It's shape. crazy. So you're saying there's a living organism, man, in space. That's really gnarly shit. Yeah. It really is. That's like the hugest advancement we have today and it really bro. fucking bothers me that nobody is fucking talking about it that's because it's hidden this yeah. is a big deal they're hiding it we need to invest in algae technology yeah. this Absolutely. is a really big deal and it like makes me like i thought that a lot of people knew about this yeah. nobody so far that i've talked to knows about this shit that's man and it really is bugging me it's crazy because this is a monumental discovery that we have algae in space that didn't die. I think they need to do more science behind it, but I, I think it's a cool uh, discovery. 100%. I do. No, it's no. It's way beyond cool. I know, but there's definitely not enough analysis to even discuss so, what it is. Anyway, so that was my segue into the Whiskey like of it. the Week, which is... Oh, we got to cut this short, though. Yeah. This is got to cut yeah. this short. I'm sorry. All right, so this is Green Spot. Green Spot was a old whiskey that used to use Jameson because Jameson was a source. They would use Jameson and then put them into whatever barrel they decided, whether it was maple or birch or, uh, or oak or whatever. And they would always label their whiskeys with a different dot. Uh, they would have yellow and green and blue and red and orange. And it was always, okay, we have a yellow, we add a little bit of red, and now we have an orange. And now we have an orange and we add a little bit of blue. And we have a green-ish kind of look to it, but it's more of a turquoise. But they would call that green spot. And then okay. have just a blue. It was just a way of labeling the whiskey on the age of the whiskey. I like it. Green Spot was one of their most sold whiskeys, and uh, it has, not according to Luis, uh, a very floral, honey, and green apple kind of note to it. Like you can you can you can tell it has a good green apple kind of taste to it but there's a lot that goes into this whiskey uh i highly recommend you look into the whiskey tribe um on youtube and go into their green spot uh aspect of it but basically this farmer decided he wanted to use jameson he would fill his own barrels bring it back, use it, and it became wildly popular and then got bought out because of corporatism. Uh, Jameson and McAllen basically completely decimated all of the smaller whiskey groups in Ireland. But this has a lot of notes of green apple, butterscotch, uh, those little uh, cookies that you get in the tin. Mm. Uh, butter cookies? Uh, the little butter cookies, the little shortbread butter cookies. A lot of that in this. Nice. So if you're getting into whiskey, go for your Irish whiskey. Start out with Green Spot. It is unbelievably delicious. Delicious. Maybe a little bit on the ethanol side. That's <laughs> yeah. a lot of it. It's yeah. good though. Fuck it. Whatever. Maybe you poured my first. Yeah. I needed it after no. a kind of night I had. Yeah. But, sleep. Yeah. My, my guy, we are. 90% through this bottle. That's pretty and nice. 
That's what we do, man. Congratulations. Yeah. My Irish is doubling right now. But, uh, dude, loved this episode, man. Skinwalker Ranch. Fucking, you know, there's, there's, honestly, there's, like, other, if you want to get into it, like, yeah. you can, I mean, we talked about, like, several different directions that this could go. Like, government conspiracy, portals, time travel, Paranormal, cryptids, stuff. like, there's, there's so many directions it could go. It's, it's really good. Like, it's. It, oh, I like it. I enjoy it. Shit happening. I enjoyed it. Definitely a lot of cool stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, D Matt, I appreciate you killing it. Yeah, man. But, uh, so everyone, thank you for tuning in. Um, if you haven't given us a like or a follow or a share, go ahead and please do so. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Buzzsprout, and, uh, other podcast sites. We are also on Apple. Uh, again, we thank you guys and girls for um, just listening to the bullshit we talk about. Oh, know? yeah. It's fun stuff. Um, I, I hope you guys leave here, you know, a little bit more knowledgeable, educated than you came in here. And um, again, we, we love the support and uh, we appreciate the viewership. And um, that's going to be it for episode eight. We'll see you guys next time. Episode nine in the near future. Uh, Doe Wiseman are taking a road trip. We are going to go check out the Georgia Guidestones. Been looking into a lot of this stuff. Dude, we're going to try and go live when we are um, uh, at the site. Uh, we're going to go live for you guys and girls. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to we're going to end episode eight here. But we appreciate everyone and we love you. I can't wait for the Guidestones. I know it's going to be fun. Dude, motherfuckers. All right. See ya. Love Take it easy. Bye.